Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by IronCompany.com. Today we're discussing reassessing recovery. You know, we talk a lot about techniques and tactics and nutrition and other stuff, but what about recovery? Are we really allowing ourselves the recovery time needed to achieve the physical transformation we seek? I don't know. Let's ask Marty and Jim. So, um... What brought this about, uh, Marty, was the article that we just posted on Iron Company called Reassessing Recovery. Um, one of the things that really grabbed me was, um, you mentioned in the article, is that your definition of less training may not have been enough. So that's pretty yeah. profound yeah. Yeah. with because you guys are such extreme minimalists at times anyway. So you're saying what we've been doing may not have been less enough. We thought we were. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah. We thought we were in the cutting edge of the rest and recovery thing. It it turns out that our definition of less might not have been less enough. Which everybody's going, you know, how do you do less? Like if you're a, uh, well, a, a Mark Chalet or, you know, somebody training like that already. Well, um, it came upon me because uh, we work with a bunch of guys and now we've been doing it. All of a sudden we've been doing it for like five years now. And it's a group in a small Maryland town of just um, local local guys. And we have between, I'd say between 10 and 25 guys show up. And they only or we only can lift on Sunday. That's the only time that we all get together. Right. So it's like, I don't know, some sort of a uh, social club or something. So we get together and we squat, we bench press, we deadlift. And each guy lifts in turn. Everybody else is quiet. They watch him while they lift. This is, uh, you know, one guy at a time kind of thing. Uh, we work through the three lifts usually we might do some overhead pressing and some arms that's it and and because these guys work real they have real lives and real jobs and they're like you know work construction jobs and they work hard jobs and they work jobs that they have no energy nor time during the week to train most of them have families and kids and you know what that entails right jim oh yeah yeah, it's tough. You know, every you know, every ten minutes you gotta take, oh, Jimmy's gotta go to soccer practice. So don't forget to pick Bobby up on the way back from you know, and it just so uh and it was considered to be um a de- a deficit, a negative. Oh my god, oh no, you only get to train <laughs> once a week. And and most most guys would blow it off and go like, Well, if I only get to train once a week, to hell with it. You know, what why? Yeah. Just let it go. Well, what's happened is, is these guys are all making tremendous gains, both in physique and performance. And this is tangible stuff because we put them in competition two to three times a year. And everybody's growth curve has been steady up. But I was forced to train like this back in the 80s. There was a period where I was a, a ramrod at a steel warehouse. I was in charge of 30 alcoholics basically uh and there was 31 there then yeah Uh, (laughs) so that was that was that was a six day a week thing so i would train with ken fantano and those guys on sunday that's the way that kenny would do it uh 
he would close the gym to the public on Sunday and they would squat bench and deadlift on Sunday. And well, you know, they had, you know, the story on those guys, those guys were animals. They all were uh, oh, within one gym. They had three, a small gym. I don't think they had a hundred members and they had three, 600 benchers, three, 900 squatters yeah. and a whole bunch of 700 deadlifters. Marty, you remember uh, Roger S. Estep? Yeah, Roger Estep, of course. Yeah. So I trained with my my training partner when I lived in Florida. Used to be Roger Estep's training partner in California. They did the exact same thing because they were working freaking jobs, doing rebar and all that stuff. Yep. So they took Sunday and yep. they they did all the lifts on Sunday. Yeah, D- Dave Jacoby uh, was a long distance yeah. trucker, and he too was forced to. And, and these are national national and world champion guys. Well, Cassidy, we only trained twice a week. Yeah. Uh, Kirk trained three times a week. Chalet trained three times a week. But, I mean, the the total amount of time, t- his time under tension, I don't think was an hour and 15 minutes of total training a week, you know. Yeah, but when you say Kirk trained three times a week, that was one day was squats, <clears throat> one yeah, day yeah. was bench, and one day yeah. was deadlift. Deadlift, so. and, yeah. And each day might have might or might not have some assistance work to it yeah. and the classical pa- that's the classical power slit you you know you take one day a week and and you knock the bejesus out of your legs you take the second day a week you know a second training day what a couple days later and do your you know your your bench and your arm assistance and you know that kind of stuff and then the third day you do deadlift and maybe some overhead pressing or some you know something else and that's it but and but what we were maybe realizing or forgetting is that we thought, well, if you train the legs on Monday, they're still resting while you're doing your bench and your arm on Wednesday. Yeah. And they're still resting while you're doing your deadlift and your, your shoulders on, on Friday. And it's like, yeah. well, maybe not. I mean, what are, I mean, cause we were jolting, jolting the body significantly every two to three days. If you're, if you're banging the tar out of out of a particular section of your body every three days, does the body ever truly get rested? Well, does the central nervous system ever truly well, get rested? Well, yeah, yeah, that too. That yes, and that's a whole other. You know, it's funny because when I train people and they say, "Oh, I want to add some sprints," or you know, athletes also, we do it after they squat and deadlift because I'm like, "Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna pound the shit crap out of your lower legs and." out of your legs and low back and then we're going to rest it let's do it all at once and and instead of two days later you're just starting to get recovered and here you go you're running hills no it all happens on this day and then you rest and recover so it's in the same vein but of what but, you're talking but marty can you can you uh cover charlie francis just a little bit and, yeah. s- and some of the stuff that really you know got this uh topic going was his book What's speed trust that you yeah, it sort of jolted Marty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? Remember yeah, Marty? so, I mean, Charlie oh, Francis yeah, gotta, figured all this out years ago. Oh, yeah, I think the book came out, and I think the copyright's 92. Speed Trap by Charlie Francis. It's and just, he uh, was Ben Johnson's uh, coach. He was the Canadian national coach. Yeah, yeah, the Canadian yeah, national good, coach. Good runners, too. It wasn't just Ben Johnson. Oh, yeah, oh, no, that, that club he had, man, they were world level. He sent, uh, I think he had three... Olympic medalist at the, uh, you know, I mean, he was, that was a top, top flight. Yeah. He, he was a great athlete. 
here's a tall, skinny white guy running a 10 200 meter. He was two-time Canadian national 100-meter champion. Yeah. So that gave him entree. And also the fact that he wasn't an American. So the Russians and the Eastern Europeans would talk to him. Yeah. Ah. They would talk to Americans, but yeah. they would talk to Charlie and Charlie was like, Hey, let's go have, you know, let's go have some drinks and say, yeah, let's go. So, and he talked to these Germans and he got, and he talked to the sprint coaches and basically they're, and I'm rereading this book. I read it three times. I read it when it first came out. I read it about, I don't know, eight years ago. And then I just happened to, I don't know, I was walking by my bookshelf and there it was. And I just pulled it out and I read it again. Did you get anything out of that other stuff I sent you? The other time? I haven't. I tell you the truth, it got lost somewhere. I haven't had. I can't find it. Please uh, send it. Please, resend it, please resend it because I do want to get into it. So anyway, the main takeaway that he got from the from the Russians and the East Germans was, uh, with our sprinters, with a hundred meter guy, the goal is to like a race car improve the top speed. If you have a car that goes 185 miles an hour, you want to get it up to 202 miles an hour, right? That, what, you, what are you doing? You're improving all out top speed. And they said, we have discovered that you can't improve all out top speed unless you give 102% effort when you're 100% rested. Right. Now, that's profound. Because that means if you give 102% effort on anything less than 100% rested, it's no good. Yeah, it's a waste of time. I'll tell you what else. You can't learn. You can learn to run like that, but you can't learn the skill or the lift unless you're going all out. There has to be a very high percentage of effort in order to, to learn that skill because anybody can do stuff with light weights and anybody can do stuff running half speed, but every, you know how it is. Everything changes yeah. from 700, 800s on your back versus three. Yeah. And you get very good at running at 102% of 81%. Yeah, exactly. You're training. Uh-huh. Your, it's the, you know, it's the said, yeah. you know, what yeah. you're imposing on your body, it's going to, yeah. you know, and, and, and any, any collegiate track, club i mean if you get a scholarship to a a university for track what are they going to do and you're a sprinter what are they going to do they're going to have your have you out your derriere out on the track every day going 100 percent of your fatigued effort how how often how often would charlie francis have his athletes go all it would depend it would depend it would depend on the athlete he he would do things like uh in a warm-up he'd he'd study his sprinters and he got his sprinters to the point that they were they were like thoroughbred racehorses yeah they were like uh or like uh you know porsche 911 uh le mans cars yeah. dual dual turbocharged yeah and you, you gotta be very careful horse, with them yeah order, nine, so they don't break 900 horsepower weighing 1800 pounds mm-hmm. you know and it's like okay so when he would study this his guys and his girls because he also had equally good girls track team yeah. and he'd study him in the warm-up and he'd say he said i would not look at him and if their footfall sounded uneven I turn around and I say, not today. You need another day. Mm. Right. Or if he, he, he detected any hint of fatigue, he said, not nah, yeah, just 
Give it another 24, 36. Yeah. And see, that's the true, the true way to coach. When you can have a small amount of athletes that you can see, you start to know their bodies. Yeah. You can tell oh, by facial expressions. That's a know, good point. And a good coach, and this is what he was doing, was giving them permission to take off. Because no world-class athlete will take off on their own. No. They'll never take a day off. That's, you got not how, permission. That's, that's not how they got there. Right. That's right. That's right. So it's interesting. He was uh, he, he had it going, man. He was good. Uh, well, then I'm looking back at my own experiences and going, when, when I was forced to train that, that one day a week, that Sunday, squat, bench, and dead, and I didn't have the gas to do any overhead pressing and arms, I still won the Connecticut State Powerlifting Championships that year. Uh, 220, I squatted 660, bench 360, deadlifted six, I can't remember, 652 maybe, mm-hmm. right? Not, a, a, you know, not bad lifting. And again, uh, this is working, you know, like a banshee six, six days a week. Right. So then I have this recent experience with, you know, up at, up at Don Bubbles Berry's place, you know, at the, at the Blake. farm. Yeah, Bubbles. Yeah, yeah Bubbles. And, and we're up with Donnie, and these guys, they're there once a week. Everybody's getting swelled up. Everybody's lifts are going up. I got guys who started with me squatting the 250 that are now squatting 500. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, and these are just guys. I mean, you know, you know what, too? I remember, you know, when I was when I was really training hard, I wanted to compete in bodybuilding and and all that. I never quite hey, had the body type. It's not too late. Not too late. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was uh, lifting. I don't know four or five times a week, which was a lot for me, but man, it just felt too much. I was always achy. So I would think your guys going once a week, I mean, they got to feel just fresh and rested and their joints probably are not hurting. And yes, but you know what? They all universally feel that they're not doing enough. And I keep pointing and going, yes, but every week you improve over last week. Every every competition you improve, you improve over the previous competition. We get a lot of criticism because we don't break our deadlift out. If if you deadlift after you squat, yeah, your deadlift's gonna suffer, brother. Yeah, but then you're ready for the meat. Oh, Jimmy, that's the subtle point. Very, mm-hmm. very, very good. While the guys who break their deadlift out and pull on Wednesday always have better deadlifts in practice than they do in competition we always have way better deadlifts in competition than in practice because my guys are like what you mean you don't have to deadlift 35 minutes after you squat Uh, yeah really you get the rest for an hour and a half oh this is easy and everybody pulls 25 to 50 pounds more in competition than they do in practice i always deadlifted after i squat i mean it was probably about eight weeks out I'd, i'd definitely i'd start doing that and keep your reps low. You're not doing five sets of three in the no, day. I always just lift. Come on. Single or a heavy double. That's what yeah, I Yeah, that's it. Or a triple or a five, you know, yeah. way out. And that's it. And, 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 but you move that up. And as long as you move it up for 10 to 12 consecutive weeks, it's self-justifying. Spike the ball. You're the winner. You've got a way with improving your body and performance training once a week. How, Marty, how long are your guys there training on Sundays? 
we'll put uh, fifty. We'll put fifteen guys through and under in, well, from nine to eleven. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just and boom. Yeah. Well, you start. You start with uh, ninety-five pounds in the bar. Who wants ninety-five? Right. Who wants uh, one thirty-five? Uh, who wants one sixty-five? Who wants one eighty-five? Who wants two twenty-five? Who wants two fifty-five? Who wants two eighty-five? Who wants three fifteen? See, I've got it down. And I'm there, and I'm the stage director, and I'm going, move it, let's go. And Kirk's sitting there going, that sucks, you suck. <laughs> well, that's Kirk's his nature. Kirk, that's that's Kirk our Kirk. Ten, that's right. He's sitting 10 feet away from these guys saying, but you know what? Kirk always comes back with soft hands and goes, and here's why. And he's a good teacher. He's, he's a, good a very good teacher. But he gets their damn attention. Excuse me, their doggone attention. I think we can say damn, can't no, we? No, stop it. Stop it, I think Jimmy. we could Stop. say we're that. Gonna no, we're going to no, wash your. Yes, thank you. We're going to wash your mouth out with oh, soap. I you know, I've had that. I've had no wash. They're <laughs> starting to say BS live now. No, 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 Trump no. Trump no, just no, said no, it on hey, TV. Stop it! Stop it! Let's get, get, get that guys on the radio are saying it. Get get back on point, boys. Okay, Come so one one thing that you mentioned, which is uh, is obvious, because a lot of people are going to look at this one day a week. You know, like you said, it doesn't seem like enough. So how hard is right. it to break these guys of that mentality when they come and join the group? Uh, you know, it changes their minds. Yeah. Results. Results just do. Well, you yeah. know, it's funny, Marty, you can do it, you know, as a power lifter and trying to get strong each week. Or So Phil Wagner, who we've had on the show, and, you know, he's got a $100 million company and he's yeah. flying all over the place. Yeah. Once a week for like 20 minutes, he squats and presses. That's because that's and all act, the time he has. And it's yeah. actually gotten stronger. And he's actually gotten stronger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Right? And I think, I think you know, with you and Kirk there, it helps, but it's a... Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I train these kids is the lack of focus, right? And, and when you are saying, okay, now this is a time when we're doing this and nothing else. I want you to, you know, and I had a, a Muay Thai teacher who would say, when you get ready to walk into the arena, bow to the outside, because that means you're leaving everything outside, right? You're, you're only worrying about yep. what's coming in, then you bow to the inside and instructor and all that. And, you know, so I, I think it's two things. You got Kirk and you got you, which is good, but then you got this channeling of teaching of focus. Yes. You know, that, that is very, like, people, I, I wrote a title for my next article, here is how you're supposed to act in the weight room. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, weight room etiquette. Well, yeah, no phones, no freaking phones. I love yeah. that one. No, 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 none of our guys, they know better. They, no no towels on five effing machines. And uh, we were, well, oh, we, we'd oh. have to help you straighten that. I, I need you guys to roll in at my gym and just yeah, uh, you know, start cracking we some heads. We'll bring a couple of team members with us. <laughs> That's train, exactly what we need. When we went to train. Uh, you know, down in Virginia, those special forces guys. I looked at my phone like twice that day, and Kirk goes, man, you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you're addicted to that. You're thing. addicted, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was doing good, man. <laughs> no, that's good. We approve of that. Kirk doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he still has his flip phone. No, because if you text hey, Kirk, don't be if you text Kirk, you well, might yeah. get a response three days yeah. later. <laughs> so, all right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Wait, let me ask you something else. Okay, you guys are primarily strength guys. Now, uh, 
you know, Jim, you do some bodybuilding and some, some competitive bodybuilding. So a lot of people are going to go, okay, you can get strong that way, but I want to add muscle. Can I, yeah. can I do that once a week? Can I yeah. gain as much muscle as I want to gain you know, instead of that's, three or four that's, times a week? That's what we do. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're, we're power lifters. <laughs> we do. We get but, but think about it though. If you get uh, substantially yeah, stronger, you get bigger naturally. Uh, strength begets muscle. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you'll have to if you're going to be a bodybuilder, you have to work every muscle. Now, no, I think I'm not. I, no, no, I'm not speaking to those guys. Right. I, I, I can't. I can't. No. Question JP asked if you can gain muscle. Of course, you can gain muscle in the lifts that you do, but mm-hmm. you can do other lifts too if you want to gain muscle in those body parts. Is my point. Right. Uh, and, and I don't think that this is necessarily a, a, some sort of an end-all, be-all that sweeps everything off the table. No, I, and that's a whole different subject. I think that this is just another really good uh, uh, arrow in the training quiver. Right. You can make if some you get, really. If you get pushed in life. And you have bad circumstance where you don't have time. Don't get talked into this idea. Well, if I don't have four times at four days a week to train, I don't see the point. That is wrong. Just know that you can, you can have some great strength gains, great muscle gains on one day a week. So do it, go for it. Yeah. Now, uh, intensity is the multiplier. You don't do multiple sets you don't walk in and do three sets of five in the squat or five sets of five because that will destroy your deadlift you come in and you get one set okay you get one top set in the squat now that top set needs to be whatever if you're a normal person 10 pounds more than it was last week we jump our normal people up 10 pounds a week in the squat and the deadlift five pounds a week in the bench Everybody goes, do you do percentages? No, we do American pounds. Okay. <laughs> right. You jump up 10 pounds a week. Well, over 12 weeks, that's a 120 pound bump, brother. How greedy do you want to be? If you in the squat, I mean, in the bench press and the overhead press, five pounds a week, that's 60 pounds. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we give our guys a running start at their periodization. We use 12 week periodization. For the first two to three weeks, we start 10% below capacity. Well, we, want, we want to ingrain technique. and, that's, and that's I, I, you, know, you know, on that top set, I let them rep out. Well, like, yeah. You know what I mean? If they're, I'm not going to arbitrarily stop them. If we're at the beginning of a cycle and they're handling, let's say they're a 300-pound, they've squatted 300 pounds in competition weighing 165, right? Well, they'll start off with like, I don't know, what, 225, Jim? Yeah. So their first week of their 12-week cycle, they come in and and they're scheduled to do whatever, 225 for five. I'll say, just rep it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the next week, the same thing. And let's just keep going. And each week, just move 10 pounds up, but rep it out. Well, right. the reps will naturally assuming, come down assuming anyway. Assuming you have spotters, assuming in the squat, in the bench, you have spotters or yeah. uh, safety catchers. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, come on, man, let's go. Let's. Uh, you don't have to miss the the rep. Just know that you don't have another one in you. Well, it's imperative that you spend that those first couple of weeks working on the skill of the movement because oh. you got somebody who hasn't done it, or you got somebody oh. you know done it in a while. You have to teach this. Just like uh, we're we are we are 
vicious on technique. Well, here's the thing, man. They're getting a crash. I mean, they're getting like the freaking Jetson course on this thing. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, Don, you know Don Barry said one uh, of the best compliments we ever got. He said having Gallagher and Karwaski teach us lifting is just like it's having Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton come out and teach you guitar. Wow, that is a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll just take that as a supreme compliment. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I'm more like John Mayo. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So it's it's a valid uh, arrow in the quiver. So right? what what else do you think affects recovery? Now, what do you tell these guys? What What are they? You know, you, you guys. Food. Well, we come on. You know, yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's talk uh, re- yeah. uh, recovery accelerators. So once you break everything down, now Nutri- what are they doing? Nutrition, right? Right. Post workout, if you knock the hell out of your body, you give them that smart bomb, don't you? What did you used to call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, yeah. Bomb. smart bomb. That's yeah. that was the Weeder back when I worked for Weeder. That's what they made us call it. Yes, we smart bomb after our. Uh, Mega Pro 100 workouts. Yeah, but in, in Purposeful Primitive, you talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we up here, what we use is raw milk, mm-hmm. which is like an anabolic atomic bomb. That's from my girls, the Mennonites. Uh, yes, yes. They, they still <laughs> ask about you. Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell them he will return sometime. <laughs> Get your bonnets ready. They, they Twitter. Uh, so we make on it and the look, the little, the little uh, easy, easy, easy. All right. Now let's get back to the smart bomb. All right. The the post-workout replenishment shake. We take, um, uh, raw milk. Yeah. I do a double serving of Perillo high protein powder, which is delicious. So right there, it's, uh, with that milk. Oh yeah. It's 65 grams of protein just in the powder. I don't even know what's in the milk. Uh-huh. Are you right. doing the high protein? Because that's I love the, that. I take uh, two. I, there's high protein and then his regular whey, which Op, it's optimized whey. I yeah, whey, I have the whey. Whey, whey is after. quick acting. Whey is quick acting. Right, right. right. One after your workout. Whereas the the caseinate is, is slow release, but the right. taste the taste in the high pro is incredible. It's the best taste. You like the peach? Oh, of course. The, the peach I is the love best. That. Try that okay. out, Perillo high protein peach. Well, mix Ooh, that uh, with some uh, mix that with some raw milk, which you will probably be able to get in Texas. I can't. I can't do that, man. I'm allergic Ooh. to that. Oh, I got. I got. I, I got to drink that regular. They uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, without the what's it called in it? Um, lactose. Free? Yeah, Dude, the lactose free. Yeah, let it go. You get back to America, which is yeah, man. Just this, eat some more steaks. Don't worry yeah. about it. Listen, listen, JP. There, there is a book. I'll re- remind me about how to beat that lactose intolerance. Go ahead. You can beat it. Yes. I don't believe it. <laughs> okay. All right. Be a yeah, you can beat it with that special milk. We're trying to help you. But that it's blue okay. milk or whatever it is. Let's get that weak shit out of your stuff, out of your mind. Hey, 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 hey! Watch with you. Watch your mouth there. We're, we're gonna Go have ahead. to fire him again, Marty. He's, uh, <laughs> no, no, we'll he's risking our our podcast here. You owe us a hundred. You owe us each a hundred dollars. Yeah, that was the deal we made. <laughs> All right. So what else? Well, Accelerators. About, you know, what else? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smart right. bomb, raw milk, protein powder, nutrition, right? Yeah. You know, you want if if you're really blasting your if you're if you're doing it right you're traumatizing your body right jim yes yeah i mean you really are oh yeah Car i wreck. mean 
you're like, yes, exactly. It's like being in a car wreck. So what is the, what is the sanest thing you can do after that? Give it the nutrients that have been ripped out of the body. Right. And what's the window? I know it's up to like 45 minutes or whatever, but don't, don't wait know. that long. Go I'm, I'm, home yeah, there, there's so many. Immediately. There's so, right. many, there's so much science. Yes. We'll ask Rich Here's Salt. The Here's the deal with that. Do you know you just need make, it? So make, you, do it. Oh, you know what I mean? Don't worry about if it's 45 minutes or 48 hours. You well, need it, then, then do it right the away. The thing I figure is, look at all the hard work I just put in the gym. Uh, I want to yeah. make sure that I take advantage of that 100%. I immediately well, go home big, and have that shake. Well, that's no big deal. I mean, good Lord. How what? How much easier could it be? You open a container, you take a scooper out, you put two things in a cup, and you put some milk or some water in it, you mix it it's up, easy. you drink it. And right there, I do a double. So I always get like between 60 and 65 grams of protein by drinking a drink in, that I can make in 30 seconds. Come on. Yeah. What do you want, an IV? Because yeah, you know why? Your appetite's not there after that type of workout either. No, I don't want to sit down and eat. No, but I don't I, have time but, for it either. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's a good idea. I think eating, um, uh, power food, you know, just like steaks and eggs and you, you know what I mean? I mean, stick to your ribs stuff, right? I think that that really helps with recovery. Yeah. I'm not that saying you would want to do, I'm not saying you're going to go into a bodybuilding competition, but in terms of recovery, I think that that nutrient dense right. food is ideal. Well, anecdot- just even anecdotally, you talk to people who eat steak two or three or four days a week, I mean, they're getting stronger faster. They're getting more muscle faster. Uh, you eat good pork. You eat good lamb. You eat good fish. You, eat, you know what I mean? You, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And if you mm-hmm. if you eat it, it's, you know, ribs, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It's just it, that kind of food helps heal the body. It's anabolic, man. It's just like break it down, put it back. That's it. And I, I, think it's, I think it's because a lot of it has a high fat content. But it's the quality of the fat question no question right there's there's different qualities of fat and i, th- I think at the at the highest levels and ori hoffmeckler we'll have him on he talks he talks really really good about this he talks about differentiating between you know organic derived fat where animals are in sunlight and they get vitamin d as opposed okay. to animals that are raised in you know concentration camp settings where they never see light and you know and there is a difference and i think that that is an accelerator for recovery uh i like all the hydrotherapy stuff if i have that i love i go to the steam room i love yeah, that yep or a jacuzzi that's great oh uh, yes i love it particularly if you can get those super high intensity jets and you can put the whatever body part you've just crushed over top of one of those jets oh that's great you guys I tried the, um, I know you're going to talk about massage and stuff, but have you tried the, what do they call it, a Theragun or whatever it is? No, it's, you know, no. What, uh, no what, what, what's that? What's that? It's just a, a it's like a like, jackhammer. It's like a, a mini, I forgot what it's called, because you can get it at Home Depot and just buy the attachment, but it's like a really hard massage, like a rhythmic hard massage. Yeah, it'll well, heat you up pretty good. Do you have to have somebody apply it to you? How does that yeah, work? No, so it's like a. Like to your back or something you'd have to, but. Uh, yeah, you just do it yourself. It's got yeah, it handle. Feels, it looks, you know, looks like a know. drill almost with a, you know, with a massager on the end, and you just blast your. your I leg would, and... I would, I would much prefer a nine thousand dollars Shiatsu massage chair. Dude, I used to. I every time I was powerlifting, 
<laughs> the next day after my squat workout, I, you know, they had a massage therapist at the gym. I'd go, oh. I felt I'd wake up the next morning. You know how you can't tie your shoes and shit. <sighs> and then I'd go to her and she would, she would, I would feel, you feel like crap right afterwards. But then the next morning, it's like you, you know, you took two days off the recovery time. Uh, the, well, Francis, Charlie Francis, you know, they were like absolute believers. They, they had a masseuse was part of their team. Yeah. They try, uh, they had the masseuse worked on all the runners immediately before, during and after. And the coach would consult with the masseuse and say, well, what is the quality of his muscle tissue today? And he go, well, um, he feels uh, tight in his uh, lower hamstring. Okay. Well, let's give him some more rest time, you know? And, and the guy is like manually feeling the runner's muscle and then telling the coach what he's feeling. Yeah. Right. So that's to the, the degree to which they were taking it, but who, you know, none of us can afford to have a full-time masseuse right on staff standing around, but that's what they did. And when the team traveled, they, they took the masseuse with them. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a big part of what they, a pretty what good they gig did being a runner back then. Oh, they, I think they all do it. I mean, that's, that's yeah. yeah, that's every everyone everywhere does that. That's yeah, too. yeah. Jimmy, do you get a massage before you walk on stage for uh, bodybuilding? Loosen you up, get the, the no, that'd be the worst. That'd be, that'd be the worst. No, thing. That'd be the worst thing you could they'll do. Get tanning, they'll get tanning stuff all over their hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think that the the other, uh, I I like steam alternated with ice cold shower and and the steam i have a situation where i can take it to a point where it's almost like you become a a human lobster it's extreme and then you alternate that with with cold shower initially you don't even feel the cold water Mm -hmm. right and and i i can do like maybe three rounds of that but i actually got that from bill Starr. where he told me he said he said the um the the steam opens the pores and then the ice cold water and the Russians, of course, jumped into a, you know, through an ice hole. He said that, <laughs> he said that causes the pores to, to slam shut and that squeezes the toxins out. So if you do that two or three times, then, you know, when you're done, you're like, wow, I feel so good. Right. It's, it's, um, it's genuinely therapeutic in real time. Also, there's a mental thing. You, it, um, you have to really concentrate when, when the steam is really kicking. It's like, okay, I kind of get a gutty, get into a Zen zone here. Cause this is really rough. You know, so a couple rounds, a couple, three rounds of that. I like that. And like you said, I love the whirlpool. I just don't have access to a, a quality whirlpool. Is uh, uh, what else? What else do we use? Wait, let me know? ask you a question in regards to that because I've always heard right. that going between hot and cold is bad on the heart, or whatever. I mean, is there any evidence behind that? Not to my knowledge. In fact, you know, uh, you know, you know what my resting heart rate is? Mm. It's like forty-one. Yeah, what's all that yeah. beef you eat? No, it's from all that THC. <laughs> well, that oh, yeah, and and uh, the, the hard training from the time I was a kid. It's just like pushing it hard and then relaxing it and pushing yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, again, it's um, it's a wonderful thing because my muscles give out before my heart and lungs do. Mm. 
Right. When I when, when I get into the uh, the aerobic zone, when you take it past the the ATP, you know, six to eight second zone, which is what we do in our, our lifting and our sprinting. But when you get into that uh, MMA zone, you know, pick the hundred pound heavy bag up and run up a hill or what did Mark Coleman do? He said he used to re- wrestle five fresh partners in a row. They just bring one in after the other. Yep. And they'd have like one, they go one minute and they go time. And then the next fresh guy would, and this is before he was getting ready to fight some UFC title fight with, you know, whoever. Uh, Get him on the podcast. Yeah, we probably could. Uh, yeah, we got we got a lot of guys that, that we know out there that uh, uh, we want to, yeah, we, we want to bring on. So, all right. Now we kind of covered the recovery thing inside out. Is there anything else you guys can think of? How about you, Jake? He is just in room. Okay, here's I think here's here's the one point I want to make here, buddy. Like the bodybuilding thing, it's yeah. a different zone, Jimmy, right? Yeah, it's a different animal. Yeah, it's a different animal. Now, how would this 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 minimalistic strength thing, you got that set over here, but the bodybuilding thing is like more a lot more volume, but you have to modulate the intensity. It depends on your definition of bodybuilding, so to speak, and what you're looking to transform the body into. Uh, because we, you know, we talk about this, but you look at um, some of the the minimalist powerlifters, like you know Kirk and all these other guys. They had more muscle mass than than anybody. I mean, so that kind of answers our question a little bit. I mean, you can gain a lot of muscle by doing this routine once a week. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's- so what I do is the, the minimalistic bodybuilding stuff. So what I do is I do five days a week, but I'm never lifting more than 30 minutes. Yeah. Now also, so, but, but the, what do you, your reps are extreme, right? It, six to 20. Oh, 20 is rough. Yeah. Yeah. You 20. go way up there on those reps. It depends. It depends. But I think there's, there's something. That's, that's, the, that's the bodybuilding protocol. I feel like I shrivel up if I go that high. But, I just but don't you're feel not, strong. You know. We need to train. We'll, next time uh, we we go to Virginia or something, we'll train together. I'm yeah, sure. he'll he'll yeah, pump let's do you. That. He'll yeah. pump you until you explode. Uh, but I, I've t- when I was talking to Ed Cohn, I talked to Ed Cohn for uh, probably over an hour last about ten days ago, and he told me he said the because we were talking training. He said that the what the modern bodybuilders do, and I saw some of this. He said they do partial reps, yep, and they just pump. pump, 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 and they'll take it to positive failure. Then they'll have a couple of training partners come in, and they'll keep going, and they'll just take it to this point where, mm-hmm. you know, when the guy finishes the exercise, he's like ready to fall down. Mm-hmm. But 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 that's it. and the idea is to swell the muscle outward, push it out against everything, open it up, you know flush it with blood inflate it we, it doesn't matter about how strong it is they don't care about that it's yeah. a mean it doesn't mean anything it's it's how, how what poundage can we use and how high are reps with but, the forced reps and the negatives and oh you know but you know what i see marty i see and you can look at instagram or whatever but i see a lot of guys doing the partial reps but i don't see them going to that a lot of them, most of them, I don't see them going to that failure and, uh, you know, forced reps and all that like Dorian did. What I oh, see I, is oh, partial I reps. They start to struggle or, or not, you know, before they they probably had two more reps in them and they set it down. So, 
the go, bill. Yeah. So I go. Yeah, I, I I am not on top of the current scene. What do you see out there, Jimmy? You're you're out there. I think uh, I see people who know how to train hard, and I see people who don't know how to train hard. And the guys who know how to train hard, you can see the difference week to week, month to month. The guys who don't, they look the same all the time. Right. You know, uh, like JP's describing. Yeah, they saw that in a video or something, but they don't understand that those last two reps have to be like, you know, you got a gun to your head kind of yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and also you, you have to do more for back training than lap pull-downs. No question. You have to think of yourself, what's the hardest thing I can put my, my lats through right now? And, you know, I hate one-arm rows. I yeah. make myself do them yeah, every time training back. Because yeah. I think they're so effective. You're you playing know? to your weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. So you, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why the, the, the worst muscles on the bodybuilder is their back. Because they have no erectors and they have no traps. They have good lats. You know, they, they have pretty good lats. Yeah. But they turn around and it's like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> you know, from the front, they look great. It's like, wow, look at that guy. And they turn around and oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you got to spend some time deadlifting, whether any kind of lifter you are, you better spend some time deadlifting. Or power clean. I mean, come on. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to, you got to sling some weight around. You got to do some back exercises other than the lat pull down or the seated row. Is there anything more boring than a lat pull down? <laughs> yeah. The, the seated cable row. That's why I'll go in and do 15 sets of bent over rows, man. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You know, you're sitting there and it's not even that hard and, you know, then bent over row, man. You better be ready for every set, man. But I mean, it's it, it don't care about being strong. That doesn't matter. You just you want to improve your, your the volume of your muscles, the size, and the clarity. That and that's a matter of cardio and nutrition. Yes, diet. Yeah. Now, Jim, right? are you still doing a lot of uh, bent over rows? Are you doing them like more isolation movement on a, a hammer machine or something? Deadlifting and bent over rowing again. My back feels great. So, uh, oh, really? Oh, watch out. So, I did, uh, yeah, like the other day, I literally oh, nice. 15 sets of six in the bent over rows and left. 15, 15 with what? What was your poundage? 225. Nice. 15 yeah. sets of six. What was your rest time between? I never go more than a minute and a half. I have no attention span at all. You know, this is the longest I can what do you, sit. What do you, do, what do, you do between sets? What's that? What do you do between sets? Do you listen to music? Uh, if, if they have rap on in the weight room, I put my music on my headphones. If they have metal, then I don't listen to the headphones. And I just take a minute and a half. I'll, sometimes I'll be like, here's your rest period, dumbass. Go get a drink. When you walk back, grab right, the bar. Right, right. And so I just go, yeah, I'll do stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's a minute 30 at the max, man. And a lot of times I'll start. That's, my that's, that's a long time. Well, I mean, power lifted, I would take five. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you're power lifting. You you have a lazy boy recliner that take you could. As long as you need, <laughs> take as long as you need. Yeah, um, yeah. Even like I did, uh, how many sets? Ten, ten sets of hack squats yesterday. Ten. What was your Man, rep? That's a lot. Six, what was your rep? Six. Ten sets of six, and then I leave. I yeah. just that's it. Yeah. See you yeah. later. Yeah. I, yeah. Now you you you're 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 pyramiding up your weights. Uh, yeah, and then I find a weight that that I'm barely. How, how many out. how many sets does it take you to get to your like when you're doing ten sets of six in the hack squat? Yeah, I like the hack squat if it's a good machine. Yeah. This one has the you, you can put your feet way up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, how many sets does it take for you to get to that top static weight? Well, I so here's what I do. I warm up with leg extensions to warm up my knees. So right, I, I right, hate. Right, right, right. I do a couple sets of that of 20 with like 50 pounds. Nothing. Yeah, just yeah, blood yeah, in there. yeah, just right. And I do like one warm up set, figure out my what would be a challenging weight. So yesterday was two plates on each side would be a challenging weight. And then by the end, by the end of it, I was using two plates plus 20 more pounds on each side. Uh, like, like my threw last a nickel, yeah. Threw a nickel on, threw a nickel on. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is like, I can barely lock it out. You know, you know what I've been doing? I've been getting some on, pretty on, good wait, results. On, on each set. No, that last, last set is, is I'm like, so, so I'll do a lot of times. The, fi like, the final I'll, set. I'll be like it at the, ninth set and i'll have two sets of six left and i'll be i'll say okay you big you know what can you do 12 can you think you, yeah. can you, you think you could knock these two sets out if you're a real man you could right so and if i say it out loud or if i think it i have to do it right you have to do it or you're a coward <laughs> so that have i do that a lot oh that's your man code when, when, yeah when we were doing the sundays with chuck squad and stuff i'd be like all right man we got two sets of seven left chuck Miller. Yeah, Chuck, yeah, when he worked with me. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, not recently, though. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, so, you know, little, little, you know, what I call in, intensifiers is what I call, you know, yeah. first are an intensifier, you know, doing that last set so you can't move is intensifier, short rest is intensifier, all that stuff. Well, what's the goal? The goal is to burn the muscle down. Yeah, in the shortest amount of time. I want to yeah, give it, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the maximum effective dose. Yeah. In the shortest amount of time. And then you know you've had a good workout when you when you it's hard to push the accelerator. Yeah, and you got and you and you gotta change shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what uh you know, I've been getting some real good results off of the I I'm alternating between the hack and the leg press. So in, in case you guys forgot, so I got this diagnosis of a torn meniscus. Um, and I know where it came from. I know damn where where, where it came from. It was hey, from yeah, doing... watch your mouth. Sorry, it came from uh, very very heavy leg extensions, and you know a couple really? of times during my leg extension career, I, I felt it in my knee, and you know to the point where the weight dropped, and I'm like, eh. but when I went to the the surgeon just to talk about the the knee and look at the MRI and all that, he said, don't do leg extensions, and I said, you know what? And then I put it together and I said, that's how I did this. But so now I'm recovering and I started doing real light leg presses, a very slow pause at the bottom, very slow up. And gradually I've been building, building, building. So now I started alternating one workout. I'll do just hack squats. And then the next workout I'll do just leg press. But I'll tell you what, my size has come way back. My strength, I'm getting stronger every time. My yeah. back feels good. My knees yeah. feel good. Yeah. May I make a suggestion? Yeah. <clears throat> While you're recovering from either of those two major exercises, do a set of leg curls and a set of calf raises. No, I do. That's exactly okay. right. Okay. After. Yeah, yeah I do One, that after. Two. All right. And, do it. I was like yeah. a nice You go. And, and yeah, wait, wait, JP, wait, wait. You go one, two, three, rest. One, two, three, rest. Right? Hack squat, leg curl, calf raise, rest. Hack squat, leg curl, calf raise. That's called a tricep, right? Okay. Well, it's it's hard that, to do no, that. that. 
No, it's not. Hard and no, to do no, it. it's not. It's hard to do at my gym because when you halfway through, your machine will get taken unless I put towels oh, on everything. Like would, yeah, and what time do you go there? I'm there at three thirty in the morning. Good. And oh, I got God. I got people in there. But hey, oh. one, one thing I wanted to mention to anybody that's got a torn meniscus is, you, other than, don't do leg extensions. But yeah. what the surgeon told me, and he's a USC guy, and you know, uh, works with WWE wrestlers and all this stuff. So he's very into, you know, how working out, you know, um, um, how you're supposed to, you know, exercise and and recuperate and all that when you have something like this so you can avoid surgery he said i said can what can i do can i do leg uh, press can i do hack squat he says yes you can do that as much as you want but he says don't go past a 90 because that's when the meniscus comes into play and that's where you're going to do more damage so that's what i'm doing i'm stopping at 90 and i'm pausing and then no explosion i'm coming up real slow and I'll tell you what, my knee feels great. I got that torn meniscus, but I can do that, those two exercises, and I'm getting stronger, sizes coming back. So it's all good. So anybody with a torn meniscus or something, and Marty, you said you've had one too, and you kind of recuperated from that. And uh, Pardon me. Yours, you said yours healed up. I don't know how you heal up a, a meniscus. but Because I stayed in the couch for six straight weeks. Yeah, That's so... But you just have to be real careful and kind of alter. And to Jim's article, then when was that I came, your last one, Jim? We talked about J- getting J- older. J- and JP, huh. when I came back off that, my range of motion in the squat when I started was like six inches. It took yeah. six weeks to get down to parallel. It took right. three months to be able to get down to the floor. Uh, I was stuck at 95 pounds for three reps for six months. I couldn't get over 95 pounds, Jim. It felt like 800. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hardy coached me through. He said, your gogly tendon reflex inhibitor is preventing you. You've got to break it. He made me take 115. I did a set with 115, and the third rep, I felt like a pop, right? Yeah. From there, within mm, two months, I was back up to 315 for five. Yeah. Right. Busted that thing loose. But it took forever. And it there's a, an inhibition. You need that, that halfway point that you're able to get to now, JP. Yeah. Over time, you need to, like, work that down like an inch. An inch, an inch. You mean to go beneath parallel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over time, you need to. Eventually, you need to go ass on heels. Otherwise, you will lose that range of motion that you will desperately need later in life. You what do you say about the back squat, JP? Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't uh, back squat because of my back. So I have to do like uh, leg press, and I do hack squat real light. Have you tried yeah. the safety squat? No, I haven't. You know, we sell those, but I haven't tried one uh, oh, in man. a long time, actually. But uh, you know, and and I love hacks and I love all that, but the squatting motion with that axial loading is a lot harder on your body, and you grow faster. So I, you know, I alternate hacks with safety squats or that bent bar squats. You know, like go like one week of that, one week of the next, one week of the next. 
I think they're, and I, I can't get this out of my mind, it's so hard on your body that it makes you grow all over. You oh, know? Yeah. 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 It's pushing you down. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it even grows your traps because yeah, your is. traps have to resist. Your erectors have to resist. Your abs have to resist. You've got this massive weight on your shoulders and it's like, and then you're going to, you're going to bend down with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you better get yourself together. One of my favorite exercises is the belt squat. Love oh that yeah. Thing. You know, if I had access to that, I would do that. Now oh, that man. has a little, yeah. that has a little, whoa, whoa. I mean, that thing will sway. No, it's so great for just firing the quads and taking the, you're taking the load off the spine, well, which I like. Let that thing pull you down over time. Don't hurt yourself, but that, that would be a great tool to over time. You want to extend that That's range like- of motion. It's like traction when it's yeah. pulling from your lip. Yeah. 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 Let it, let it, and use lightweight and just let it stretch your tight ass down. Excuse me. Tight buttocks down. Yeah. yeah. And we don't right? have one. We don't have one at my gym. So what I was doing was I was setting up two plyo boxes over at the cable cross. So I had the cable set all the way down at the bottom and I hooked up a dipping belt onto there and I was getting on, on top of the plyo boxes and I was doing. <laughs> The like belt that. squats, but so you can try set three exercises, but you can like, <laughs> setting up your belt. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's a lot of work getting that all set up, but uh, I'd be like, I, okay, my workout's done. See you later. I would definitely throw a towel on that device. I was 30, <laughs> I was 30 minutes just getting all that set up, Jim. You would have been gone already. Well, I've been gone with that. I think, I think there, there are two things though. I think you either have to, you have to load your back with either the deadlift or or um some type of squat the back, the back squat is the best some, some type of yeah. yeah where your spine is loaded i think that the key to getting your back stronger is, and it doesn't have to be super heavy man and you no. could do the deadlifts off of blocks mm-hmm. so if that start is what you're having trouble with is that when your back goes oh so then set some blocks up 12 even 12 inches man and just focus on the eccentric until your back gets stronger yeah. You know, I think there's something, yeah. there's a rehab aspect to it. Yeah. No. Yeah, and, you, uh, you know what Phil Scarito was telling me, our kettlebell guy, he was saying uh, Turkish uh, get-ups uh, would be great for my back. I wouldn't listen to anything Phil had to say. Oh, <laughs> my boy, man. <laughs> Come on. That's our, that's our kettlebell guru. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I believe, you know, I think the get-up is great for your abs and your shoulder stability and all that. I just, how would you, how, how would you know? Have you ever done one? Yeah, I, I'm certified in the kettlebell. <laughs> and that was the last time you did it. No question. No question. <laughs> See, I'm not going to do anything that takes, that takes a lot of time. Like I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm just gonna put the weights on the bar, start squatting. See you or, later. Or, or hoist weight on my off day. Yeah. Right, I, I lift real weights now. On my off day, I'm gonna like hoist some kettlebells. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm just saying, I, I, I love kettlebell people. You know, you kept kettlebell people. I love you. I, I just want to say that. But on the other hand, for me, Marty, when I'm lifting my weights, I, I, I don't want to lift lighter weights on my off days. I want to do something else. I want to do. I don't know. Let's go sprint. Let's go. You know, well, do something aggressive. Let's wrestle. You Marty. Know, any, Marty, it's because of you that I'm getting kettlebells pushed onto me. You know, you're oh. you're the guy oh, that uh, you I and like, Pavel. I like 
for the goblet squat i love the i love the goblet squat that is part of our five iterations yes it is but you can also use a dumbbell in fact i prefer a dumbbell with you it's a better grip all right so have we uh turned the subject yeah i mean right did you uh any now, you guys left like left to refer to yourself as the Siskel and Ebert of strength, so I don't know if no, you want to talk no, about no, books. No, 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 that's not true. You like to refer to Siskel and Ebert of strength. These people don't even know who Siskel and Ebert is. Yeah, we're is. talking about that. I don't think anybody knows them anymore, unless you're, like, yeah. over 40. That's your little Keith Richards fantasy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, man. All, All right. right. What, so what do you want to know? Our reviews? Marty, you got one? <laughs> Oh yes, Jim. Give yours first. I've got to get my get my mind together here. All right, I'm I'm reading a book called "The Tiny Habits That Change Everything," and it's a, a tiny cabbage habits habits habits. Oh, okay. habits habits habits. The habit, yeah. All right, and cool. basically, it shows that. I mean, it, it's a great book. It's all about, you know, let's say somebody who can't say they can't find time to work out or do just a little bit to start it's like the kaizen method you know you just do a little bit and a little bit and you say well can you do you have time for one push-up and you never do just one that kind of thing but it's all about setting your goals being able to you know like if you're a writer you know and 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 you you know you got three kids you got it can you write 50 words when you wake up 50 words and do it all year and see what you got at the end of the year don't say oh i can't write a thousand words so i don't have time that kind of thing and it tells you how to set up all that stuff and i'm also go ahead so, no, no, go. I'm, this, is, this is cool. Keep going. Yeah, and I'm all, well. I, the, the other book I'm reading is uh, one of my favorite authors, Larry Brown, who's deceased, but actually they put all his short stories together. I think it's called Tiny, Tiny Love or something like that. Larry Brown from Mississippi, great, great author. I got. I'm going to send you one of his books, Marty. You'll like him. Now it's not going to depress me and send no, me you a see that last one you sent you me. See the movie Joe with Nicolas Cage. No, I try to avoid Nicholas Cage movies. What? It's a good movie. Anyway, Larry Brown. That's based on one of his books. You got to watch that. Joe Nicholas Cage. Okay. Well, I uh, rewatched Legend with Tom Great. Hardy. Great. And I've just I'm so taken. It's like how do how do they do that? I mean, because when he's acting, there's no one next to him. Yeah, he's great, man. I'm just saying, but just as a, so he's acting to what a green space or whatever it is they do. Yeah. And he's doing this incredible interplay with himself and his brother. Yeah. But he is never actually interplaying with anybody. Yeah, he's on. So I went back and I looked at it again and, and I, I love the big the big oaf brother. And he 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 really creates two different humans. And it's believable. Yes. Yes, and they're completely different, but it's the same guy. And 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 physically, one guy's uh, smaller, slicker, yeah. and the other guy's larger and o- more oafish. Mm-hmm. A- and it's 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 great. It's Brando like to me. I mean, I Did think you see that- uh, Lawless, where he's a Virginia mountain mo- uh, boon- a moonshiner. I don't know if I. Yes, I think I did. Yes, I think I did. In that, he's great in that. And uh, uh, another one. Oh, well, and Peaky Blinders and Peaky Blinders. Oh, I hear they're bringing him back. When he was. Oh no way! Oh, he yeah, was, they, they're, they're, yes, they, yes, that's the new. He didn't news. want to leave. He didn't want to leave. But, you know, he's they, great. They shot him dead in mm-hmm. in the finale. Yeah. 
And now he was so popular that they say, now they're going to figure out a way. And I saw some sort of a trailer, which they brought him back in. Uh, so that, that's my movie. My book is, is a friend of mine sent me a, uh, a book called Martial Musings, which was by my martial arts mentor, Robert Smith. And, yeah, I know. I didn't know it existed either. But I mean, this is just gigantic. How many pages is this sucker? 350 for almost uh, 400 page book detailed with photos. Mm. It, it's interesting. I hadn't revisited Smith in a lot of years. There's a lot, of, a lot about him. I didn't like, I mean, I, I, I liked him as a person. He was a very nice individual loving and sharing, but his writing, some of his stuff, I just, you know, a lot of, dismissive stuff it's almost like anything before 1950 you know or no, i'd say 1960 sucked you know whether it was a fighter and it was always all about fighters and he was a genuinely good fighter but he's just so dismissive toward ali and tyson and the ufc and it's like you know and and i'm reading through this and i'm going yeah well i you know honestly Bob, I think it's the other way. I think that, <laughs> that the guys that you champion would have got absolutely destroyed had they just get in the cage with Mark Coleman and show me your, you know, show me your flying dragons, hidden tiger stuff. Well, if they could just, I keep, I keep waiting. I want to see the magical stuff where the right. where the, where the hundred and ten pound Chinese guy. Touches somebody on a temple and kills. Yes, them. Uh, using the white crane, <laughs> each lotus. Right, 18, 18 black belts. Yes, yeah. I, I want to see it, and I keep waiting, but they never step into the circle. Yeah, well, I had a guy t- who did that tell me that, uh, oh, they couldn't because they would just destroy everybody. <laughs> well, that was the excuse used back then. I said, because I asked, I asked uh, Bob back in the day, I said, why did the Xingyi guys which is the most aggressive of the internal, uh, the three internal martial arts, Bagua, Shingi, Tai Chi, which everybody knows. Smith was the first guy to introduce Tai Chi to, into the United States. Mm. <clears throat> right. That He was way in on that. So I said, um, why did the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what's up? And he said, oh, the Shingi guys don't spar. And I said, why is that? He said, well, if you use that in each other, they could kill each other. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we don't want to go into the UFC because we, we might kill someone. Yeah. Okay, well, you might want to step in there with Tank Abbott. See what happens. See what happens. Tank Abbott was like my Wendell Pyle, my the local legend street fighter that I knew. That, I, I used to love Tank Abbott. He had a liver transplant. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying back in his peak. You yeah, know, man, he was great. Yeah, knocked Tank Abbott down with his 600-pound bench press and his 300-pound body coming at you and just, you know, take him out with, uh, you know, whatever. Because I'd love to see it. But I'm still waiting 50 years later. See, that's what you're reading. Yeah, but and it's uh, it's a good read. He's a good writer. Uh, CIA guy. I mean, he had a uh, great life with a lot of interesting people. But uh, again, he was just like so, and he just completely convinced that his 145 pound Tai Chi guys could, you know, destroy 
uh, I don't even know who the current super heavyweight UFC champion is, but whoever it is, you could just, you know, effortlessly destroy this guy. And I'm going like, well, I would love to see that. Yeah. So anyway, that's the, that's what I'm reading. What about uh, you, JP? Well, me, JP, yeah, I've got nothing to report. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let me get this in real quick. We, we, uh, the end of this month, Steel, myself, and uh, Kirk Kowalski are going to be in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Maryland. Yep, Maryland. Putting on the uh, bench overhead press and programming seminar. Uh, we're going to drill down into those two lists, and we're also going to get into the programming. Yeah. So it's filling up pretty quick. But, again, it's very reasonably priced uh, right in suburban D.C. So, again, if you're – and it's for all levels. Again, everyone, regardless if you're a, a rank beginner or if you're a uber elite, and there will be both of those types at, at this meeting, it doesn't matter because everyone uses the same methodology. Yeah, and don't be shy about coming, man. Everything's Everybody's cool, and it doesn't matter. Like Marty said, beginner, if you're first day of lifting, don't yep. worry about it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, and, well, I mean, if if it was your first day of lifting, you should be super grateful. That would yeah. be a head start. <laughs> yeah, you'll get your stuff straight. All right. So and anyway, for, uh, right, for it, all the information on that, you can go to the Iron Company Instagram. Uh, Marty's got Instagram, Facebook. Go to our Facebook page. You'll see the banner on there. Um, most of the banners have links and things and uh, dates and everything. So go check that out. Um. If you want to read some really good articles by Marty, Marty's got a weekly article that we put up, weekly column. Uh, we put those up. Jim's got a monthly uh, column. What's your latest, Jimmy? Uh, the last one was, you know, uh, when you're done competing in sports, you're over 40, that kind of stuff. Yeah, don't quit. And the next one's good. It's a squatting journey. All Ooh. about squatting. You taught me to squat all the different squats. Yeah. Like yeah, that's going up in about a week. Yep. Good. Yeah. Squatting journey. I like that. Yeah. That title. So. I might steal that. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, the Quatty. article that we're talking about today. What's the, sub, what's the subtitle? Squatting journey. <laughs> Squatting journey. 40 years. T-shirt. Of, yes. 40 years yeah. under the bar. 40 years in the trench. Yes. 40 years under the bar. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to read that. Yeah. So today we discussed reassessing recovery. So that is the latest article by Mari. If you go to ironcompany.com, go to articles and podcasts at the top, click on that and then go to articles. You'll see that at the, uh, the top there reassessing recovery. So it's got all this information in there and browse through there because there's a lot of stuff. Marty talks about everything, training, brain train, cardio, nutrition, just everything in there. And he's been doing this for us for a few years. So there's, there's a lot of articles in there, a lot of good stuff um, just on, you know, if you want to increase your bench or lose weight or, you know, uh, anything. Just go in there and you'll find it. Um, and then if you're a, if you've got a garage gym, you've got a commercial gym, yep. studio, anything, you need rubber yep. flooring, you need strength equipment, whatever, uh, let us know. Let us work with you. Uh, we'll treat you right. We'll, uh, we've got a lot of... Um, of different products, probably about 8,000 products from wow. flooring, cardio, weights, everything. So, uh, 8,000. 
8,000, yeah. And we're doing a lot of private labeling now, laser engraving, urethane dumbbells, and things like that. And uh, we've got some really good urethane products now, dumbbells, barbells, plates, competition so kettlebells. So you could get a weight set that, like, you know how the guys get their names on the back of the lifting belts? Well, we do uh, We do the laser engraving with logos on there for gyms. So you could get, like, like Jimmy. Hey, money talks, man. If Jimmy has the money, we'll do it. You know? Jimmy. So, uh, and then, um, and then finally, that that flooring that you sent us was great. You sent us some flooring uh, a couple of months ago, and we've been wearing it out upstairs, and it is excellent. I can't I can't tell you what the particular grade was, but just wanted to mention that if if you're training at home it's a whole new era because you can get this lightweight thin inexpensive right flooring mm. that you can just lay down in a room and it's like oh you know this is like a dojo mat or a yoga studio or something i mean it's it's, it's amazing we've got like 20 square feet in one of our spare rooms covered up there I've got my Schwinn Aerodyne. She's got a barbell up there. I mean, it's like, wow. Well, you have wood floors, don't you? Yeah, yeah, old school. Well, if you've got wood floors, second story, I mean, you drop a couple of dumbbells on there. You want to protect your floors. You want to deaden the sound. You want to protect your equipment. So, yeah, I mean, we sell all kinds of flooring from, you know, closed cell foam mats to, you know, puzzle tiles and rolls and all that stuff. Um so if you need flooring, just contact us, and we've got everything you guys need. Uh, and then finally, um, online training. You guys are available for that. Yeah. Yes, we are, and we're very good. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody that wants to make an inquiry, just uh, send an email to marty at ironcompany.com or jim at ironcompany.com, and they'll get back to you. Um Serious inquiries only. They're not going to put up with a bunch of BS. They want people that, that want to uh, make gains, get results, uh, and pay them lots of money. So uh, <laughs> if you're one of those people, contact them immediately before slots fill up. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are pretty affordable, I think. I don't think you're outrageously yeah, priced. Yes, we are. We're affordable superstars. All right. Yeah. Affordable. Well, very good. Until next time. All right, guys, that was fun. All right, guys, thanks. Bye.